interrupt this program to bring you a special report. I can't believe it's news. Really? Here's Brad and John. Well, going into Thanksgiving, how about a, a good karma story where two people walk away from this transaction? Very thankful for meeting each other. A Virginia woman was standing in line at 7-Eleven. Her name's Brianna Mills, and uh, she's of Petersburg, Virginia. And uh, she told the lottery official she was standing at the 7-Eleven store on Walnut Drive when a customer in front of her was having trouble paying for her groceries. So that's when Brianna stepped in and said, you know, I can cover the difference on that. Let me buy your groceries. And, uh, you know, the person in front was like, wow, man, how cool is that? So while the lady was ringing up those groceries, she said, oh, yeah, and why don't you throw a strike it rich scratch ticket on the top of that there for me? And uh, wouldn't you know it, that ticket to, er, turned out to be a $150,000 winner. She said she spotted a rainbow in the sky right after revealing the winning amount oh, really? and snapped a photo of her ticket in front of the rainbow. And she said, wow. uh, you know, she's no plans for the thing, but they, uh, the pot of gold was in going, doing a good deed for somebody else. I can't guarantee that'll happen to you if you pay it forward when you're in line somewhere. But, hey. It doesn't hurt. Nope. Sometimes that good karma comes around. All right. I don't know. If you've ever had to go to war with your bank or a retailer over a charge that is on your card that should not be there, you might appreciate this story here. This is about a woman in suburban Atlanta last month going into a Subway sandwich store. Okay? And she buys a $7 sandwich. She gets the number four Supreme Meats. That's your Italian with ham, salami, pepperoni, and cheese on a roll. Oh, yeah. And that comes to $7,105.44. I knew lunch meat was getting more expensive. Yeah. But not that bad. It was supposed to come to $7.54. When she was typing her phone number into the checkout kiosk to obtain her Subway loyalty points... The screen glitched, and it turned the end of her phone number into the tip. She said, when I looked at my receipt, I was like, oh, my God. I thought, this number looks familiar. It was the last six numbers of my phone number. Who, who would leave a tip like that? And she even went weak on the lettuce. I wouldn't have tipped her that much. She spent the past month desperately trying to get the charge reversed, contacting Bank of America, calling Subway, even showing up in person to try to get some help. The subway manager couldn't offer much assistance. Well, that, you know, somebody who, they, that's your way, they're in way over their head on something like that probably at, at Subway. It's your bank has got to do this, right? So she told her, she told her bank, uh, she was told her bank would, would have to uh, process the chargeback. That's what Subway told her. They said, uh, your bank's got to deal with this. She says, you hear all the time that you should use your credit card instead of your debit card so that these things don't happen. I'm even getting mad at the bank because I'm like, how did they not think $7,000 was suspicious <laughs> at Subway? Yeah. If $5 is supposed to get you a foot long, I'd have enough yeah. sandwich to go from here to Toledo. Bank of America initially denied the refund request. She said, I thought it would be an easy fix. Then I got the denial from the bank, noting that the letter didn't even specify why the charge dispute was denied. That's when I started worrying. She resubmitted her claim to Bank of America and was finally, after a month, issued a temporary credit. And uh, that happened to her on Monday. A spokesperson from Bank of America said, well, 
we asked Subway to refund the money to the client, and we were pleased they agreed to do so. <laughs> I mean, that that's something that should be taken care of right sandwich. there in the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to my manager. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever sold a $7,000 sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Finally, out of Parma, Ohio, there's a woman named Angela Presti who couldn't wait to decorate her first real Christmas tree with her daughter. She found the perfect one in a northeast Ohio tree lot and brought it home and started decorating. But a couple hours later, she noticed one side of her face was swollen. And she wrote it off to stress and whatever, the holidays. And She said, my cheek was hot and it kept getting itchy. And then she noticed her hands, feet, and tongue were swollen too. She said, I felt like I couldn't swallow. My throat started closing and my breathing got wheezy. So we went to the hospital. They went to the... Um, uh, Parma Medical Center, and she collapsed when they got there. This medical staff gave her an uh, epiphedrine, uh, epinephrine uh, shot, and she said, "I knew they knew it was an allergic reaction, but they kept asking me what I'd be, what I'd eaten that day, and I knew it wasn't something I'd eaten. It was the Christmas tree, and I guess there's mold on the Christmas tree. There was mold on the Christmas tree that she brought in, and they say typically the mold forms after the tree is cut and bundled." And they often get wet on the lot or during transportation, and they say that's the perfect environment for mold to start growing. Some studies found that 50 types of different mold can appear on Christmas trees. The most common types being your Aspergillus, Aspergillus, uh, your Penicillium, and your Cladosporum. Watch out for those, John. They and Cladosporum. Cladosporum. You don't want the sporum. Uh, they said, you know, if you don't want to be allergic to your Christmas tree or anything like that, there's a couple steps you can go through with live trees. And I bet a lot of people will probably do that with it being so nice this coming holiday, uh, this next few days. They say, hose off the tree to remove pollen and mold before and let it dry before bringing it inside. I've never hosed off the tree. Wear gloves and long sleeves when carrying the tree in to avoid touching sap to your skin. Wipe down the trunk of the tree. Use a leaf blower to remove dust or dead needles and discard the tree the day after Christmas so you can't even leave it up through the rest of the holidays. If you're allergic or, you know, have one of those, if your breathing is compromised in some way, you may want to think about that for Christmas. 